It's wine harvest season. Wine harvest is running from late August to early November here in Georgia. And at eatthistours.com, I'm running some pretty special, authentic family root belly harvest tours. I've only got seven of these running this year. And we actually are going to go out in small groups, seven to 12 people per group, and harvest with the family and their friends and help them make their wines for the season, followed by a big feast or supra, as our regular listeners will know hosted by the winemaker. So we're going to have dinner with the family. A lot of the time, the harvest experiences that are available to tourists involve turning up to sort of like a larger winery and simulating the harvest just for fun, uh, which is also great. And we do run those types of tours because not everybody can turn up on the exact days that winemakers are harvesting. And the tours that we run are weather dependent, whereas those ones you can just turn up no matter what and you can book them in advance. But if you actually have the flexibility to attend the real harvest, then it's much better than a simulation because you're actually helping the family make their wine. So get on the wait list now as we've actually only got very limited space for these. They're very exclusive small group tours. I said we don't run a lot of them and the dates are weather dependent and it's a little bit tricky. So get on the wait list so we can make sure we can actually sort that out. Go to eatthistours.com slash harvest for the full details about those tours and pictures and everything else. Hope to see you on one of them. I'm going to be on some of those myself. Otherwise, our Georgian guides are going to be there to help you Enjoy your Supra and wine harvest experience. Yama Joba! This is the Timberlissy Podcast, covering life, travel and more in the country of Georgia. Brought to you by foodfundtravel.com, expathub.ge and eatthistours.com. In this episode, Tbilisi Wine Bars. Find out the best places to go taste wine all around the city, which is by far the best place to get the largest diversity of wine bar options in the entire country. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Tbilisi Podcast, a show about life and travel in Tbilisi and Georgia. I'm your host, Meg. I run a website called foodfuntravel.com and I like to talk about food, fun and travel, which is very appropriate for this episode today. Uh, yeah, and I'm here as well. This is Tom from eatthistours.com and uh, expathub.ge doing tour stuff, wine and food tour stuff. So also, you know, some wine stuff today Yeah, uh, and a bit of food stuff maybe. So that's good. But today we're talking about something that is more Tbilisi-based. For those of you who are going to spend a couple of days here or who have maybe just moved here and you're like, where do I go? What do I do? Where do I find the wine? The answer is everywhere. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Literally, this is wine country. It's not that there is wine country in Georgia. It is Georgia is wine country. Yeah. The country of wine. But today we're going to highlight some of our favorite wine bars that you can go to where it's really easy to go and have a wine tasting. Sometimes there's actually wine tasting events at some of these bars that we'll be talking about. Sometimes there is a sommelier there or a wine expert who can help you choose a bottle of wine that you might be interested in. So uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorites. And yeah, I mean, I'd say Tbilisi is the best place to be able to taste wines from everywhere in Georgia, all in one space. Because when you head out to the villages or you go visit a winemaker, of course, or you go to, even if you go to a wine factory, like wherever you go to go tasting out in the countryside, you're normally tasting the wines of that particular winery. And most of the restaurants outside of Tbilisi, they maybe have a pretty limited selection of wines. And also they don't have, they don't really have wine bars. Like Kutaisi, Batumi and Tbilisi have wine bars, but uh, most of the other moderately large cities don't really have wine bars as a scene. 
there'll be there there are bars that sell wine there are restaurants that sell wine but you're not going to walk in and be like well here's a selection of 500 wines here's literally from across a the country. wall of wine yeah a wall oh wait there's another wall on that side too yeah so some of these places that we're going to talk about have a huge selection of wine some of them have a smaller selection of wine but still a good selection of wine we just want to be able to offer some really cool options that all have a bit of a different vibe as well so there's a pretty diverse list of wine and food bar type places all right let's jump in which one do you want to start with tom uh we're not going to do this any any particular order no, so this we're is not, not saying an order of favorites yeah, it's not like anything. top 10 starting with number one this is just different places all with a different vibe that we think are cool uh, so let's start with wine merchants. I think that's an interesting, different place to go. Yeah. Uh, it's not one of the really well-known wine bars, so they're not like packed all the time. So we'll talk about a couple of the really well-known ones a bit later on. These guys we only really just discovered in the last six months ourselves, but they've been open for a little over a year. They're located about a four or five minute walk from Fabrica. So if you're on the Marginashvili side of Tbilisi and you've heard of Fabrica, this is only a few minutes walk from there. So if you're wanting to try it out, it's very easy to get. A lot of there. people stay at Fabrica because it's basically the biggest hipstery type hostel slash hotel slash courtyard with restaurants and bars in it and there's lots going, lots on, going on speaking of which there's a wine bar there called uh, samurai as well it's, it's a bit which, small it's, it's, it's small quite wine. a small wine bar but they have a, a decent selection there so if you're at fabrica wasn't on the list but they're also really good so definitely go. they they didn't miss the list because they were bad just because the list is already so long but yeah if, you had, if you're on that side of town uh check out wine merchants it's got this cute little sort of london pub vibe from the outside and uh, it's a really sweet place so you head in there and then there's like sort of the seating restaurant area in the front and then in the back is where you'll find the selection of their wines yeah they've got a yeah got a big old wine room in the back and they've got a, an enologist who's actually the the sommelier there so I mean, where we use the word sommelier there are people who are qualified sommeliers who studied that and then there are people who are winemakers there are people who are uh, enologists like george at wine merchants george would never uh, call himself so, a sommelier yeah no george would never use that word but yeah if we use that word here we might be using it a little bit interchangeably through this because uh, there are definitely quite a well, few so people who it, do use that word when, when it's we not say the term sommelier qualified. would just mean the, the wine, wine host, person to help you the experts yeah. the wine expert maybe we'll stick to wording like that instead yeah uh, but yeah some of the places we're talking about today definitely do have uh, sommeliers who are fully qualified which is fantastic too uh, yeah, I love that place. Uh, it, it's just really friendly and the food's really good. The mascarpone, oh the <sighs> mascarpone with honey and truffle is wonderful. Love it. Just delicious. And they also do these like dirty, tasty sandwiches as they well. They make their own Fresh breads. bread made. Yeah. Yeah. They good. make their own sort of baguette-ish um, style bread. It's great. So yeah, you can just drop in there and you can see if uh, George happens to be there or if someone else can help you with, you know, picking out a particular wine or they do also host wine events. You can follow them on Instagram and on Facebook and see if they have any wine events going on that you might like to go along to. They have a tasting. They have like a standard tasting. So if you go and it's like, do you want to taste four wines? Uh, and you can go, yep, great. And they'll just, you'll be tasting whatever's open that's interesting. And that's also one of the cool things here. I mean, it's not just in Georgia, but uh, with a lot of wine bars, of course, they've just got a whole bunch of wines open. You can tell them roughly what you like or whatever, and they'll, they'll sort of just put together a selection for you to taste some wines, which mm. is awesome. Love yeah. it. All right, let's go on to number two. Uh, I'm going to say Wine Boutique. Yes. Yeah. Popular little place, especially with locals as well. Wine Boutique has been open for a couple of years now, and it's one of those places that you walk in and it's just, you've got that. It's like walking into someone's lounge room of like your mate's house. They're just like, hey, welcome. It's it's a really friendly place to to just hang out. And it's have like the philosopher's wine bar. Basically, you'll just meet a bunch of random people who all sit around one big table in the middle of the bar or if some of them are outside smoking or whatever. But uh, yeah, they're just like 
come in. We've always got loads of different bottles of wine open. The owners love to drink wine. Interesting when I'm there. There's always someone fascinating to speak to. Last time we were there, it was uh, a couple of winemakers who were visiting from Armenia. Yeah, and we ran into them, and like other times we run into interesting people. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a bit of a well, it's wine boutique, so it's a it's a small little wine bar, but a big selection of wine. Yeah, good really selection good of wine selection. as well. Um, the guys there definitely know what they're talking about, and if you tell them the sort of wines that you're into, they can help guide you towards your, you know, the bottle of wine for you to have that evening. They don't do food. They've got some snacks, but this is a place that you'll go and just really drink wine and have a couple of snacks, maybe. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a place to get meals or anything like yeah, that. very much just a wine bar. But super but cute place. Love it. Like, it's very cute. Yeah, and, and the guy, you just feel like you're part of the, their wine family when you turn up, you know, so it's a great place if you just want to go there and have a chat with some new people, especially if you're like a solo traveler or whatever. Yeah, whereas some places on this list, it's more like you're going to get sat at a table by yourself and that's it. You're going to sit there and taste wines by yourself if you're a solo traveller or a small group. So Wine Boutique is located, it's walking distance from Stamba Hotel, so back on the other side of the river if you're staying uh, in Stamba near Rooms. Near Rustavelli Metro Station. Yep, it's, easy it's just landmark. up the hill there. Really easy walk from that area in Vera. So uh, across the river. All these wine places are all over the spot. So depends on where you're staying, you'll probably find a good wine bar close by. Nice. All right. Now, yeah, we've gone from one place that doesn't really do food to another place that's more focused on food. Uh, Daddy Wine Bar on Daddy Arnie Street, right next to Freedom Square. Right in the heart of the city. Yeah. So this is not in the old town, but it is the old town. Like this, It's on the edge of the cobbled old town. And it's just in the sort of more modern part of the old town, which is where Freedom Square is. Yeah. These guys have been established for a really long time. One of the best wine bars in Tbilisi. It'll be on all the lists. So for that reason, if you do want to go in there at prime time, you probably should make a reservation in advance. Almost certainly a reservation for dinner is essential. Uh, Yeah. Good selection of wines. Helpful people in there. They make really nice foods. They're going to help you sort of decide what wines will pair well with the food that you're making. So uh, with the food that you're buying and eating. So yeah, uh, just great, really friendly atmosphere and always busy in the evening. So it's uh, a yeah, great place to just hang out, especially yeah. if you've it's got some friends to go It's a place you'll always go to. There'll always be people there. Yep, for sure. Uh, all right. Now let's move on to probably the most famous. The didn't behemoth wanna, of Didn't want to start bars. with this one because everyone who's in Georgia already knows it. But uh, if you're not here, uh, 8,000 Vintages is... You have to mention it. The big, it's the big one. We don't just have to mention it. We should mention it because, because they're they good. They're really job. good. No, the reason they're, they're so big is because they do an incredible job. They opened up, I mean, we first went to 8,000 Vintages in 2016 when we were here. They opened up in Sabatello and they just, it was that thing. They had the walls of wine and they also had an incredible sommelier who's not there anymore, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. I'm sure they've replaced him with a wonderful person, whoever's there now, uh, but they do food tasting plays. So you've got like your ham plate, your cheese plates, different sort of, I think they've like expanded that They a have a bigger well. selection of different plates of different types of food. Sharing they, boards. Sharing boards, Lots yeah. Lots of different sharing they boards. They do wine tasting classes. So the really important thing to know about 8,000 Vintages is that everything that they have on the shelf there has been blind tested by their group of experts. So it has to pass a certain amount of like checks. A minimum tests. standards minimum to standard, yeah. to stock it. Otherwise they just say no, we won't be stocking that one at the at the wine bar. And yeah, because yeah, it's blind tasted, it's not just they're putting their mates' wines there. No. So you would think with a place being that big that they might just stock everything. You'll get all of, you know, they just stock whoever's got wine, whatever, we'll put it on the shelf. 
no. It, they very, very specifically choose who they put on their shelf. And, and you know, just because a winemaker gets in one year with one bottle of wine doesn't mean they'll make the cut next year. So, it's yeah, yeah they, they keep their standards high, which is why they have managed to continue to grow. They are in four different locations. They're in Sabatello and then they moved into Varque and then they moved into Vera. Yeah, area, so near Soho. Rista, south of Ristavelli Avenue. It's uh, not really they the Soho area. They opened up in the airport at Tbilisi. And they just opened in Berlin. Oh, there's one in Batumi as well. Yeah, there's one in Batumi. So, yeah, they've got loads they and loads. They opened in Berlin, Germany just like a couple of days ago. So, if you're in Berlin, you can go find Georgian wine at 8,000 Vintages. Yeah, and it is quite the selection. Uh, it, yeah, most of the stores, they're all different sizes. So, it does depend which one you go to. But the one in downtown, the one that's sort of in the Rista Valley area, is thousands of bottles of different types of wine, really. It, it's pretty big. And the one in Sabatalo is also really big. And the Varke one's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So they're all pretty big, they apart from wine. the Begebi one. The one in Begebi, which you'll never go to if you're a tourist anyway, is is a bit smaller. But yeah, they've got a huge selection. And uh, yeah, the downtown one, the sommelier there, is obviously very high level of expertise and can quickly recommend wines for you. And they've always got something just sitting there. So if you just walk in and go, can I just taste something? They're oh, probably yeah, going to let you taste quickie, something for free. You can do a quickie yeah. wine tasting for sure. Yeah, just a mini sort of introduction wine tasting, either for free or for a very low amount of money. And then you can choose something that you like and sit down and order a board of food. Yeah. Uh, once again, with 8,000 Vintages, if you're wanting to go on a peak night, Friday, Saturday, or even just, I would say, dinner at all, if you're going around dinner time, make a reservation. Otherwise, you might be disappointed. The downtown one, absolutely make a reservation. Yeah. Okay, and Sabatalo, normally quite busy, but you might get in with that one. Yeah. yeah. Possible. Yeah. So, they're great. Uh, fantastic. They are the, the most long-established... And the name, if you're wondering about the name 8,000 Vintages, this is because there have been approximately 8,000 Vintages since they started making wine in Georgia in 6,000 BC. So, that's where they got the name from. All right. Now, we said that uh, there was a fantastic sommelier at the Sabatalo branch of 8,000 Vintages previously, who we met in 2016, and he's not there anymore. Now, the reason he's not there is, uh, not surprisingly, because he went off and opened his own wine bar, mm-hmm. which uh, happens to be relatively close to the 8,000 Vintages. He I got don't a know place if, a few doors down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if there was like some rivalry. I've never got the full story. Not going to get into the politics of it, but he opened in a location just down the street from the Sabatalo branch on Cinsade Street. And I have to say his his venue is significantly nicer than the 8,000 Vintages. Yeah. So maybe this was his goal was to offer the same sort of level of wine and uh, food boards and things that, you, that you'll get in 8,000 Vintages, but he's opened in a venue that's just uh, stunning, really nicely done, great design, uh, got a grand piano in there now as well. And they've just opened the full kitchen. So they're offering lots of sort of cooked food now, not, just, not just boards. They've started with and the champagne. Well, it can't all day breakfast. A sparkling brunch, they're calling it. Yeah, but you can order the breakfast dishes for dinner as well, is what they told me now. Sometimes so, you want eggs at night. Why not? Yeah, well, hey, hey. Uh, all day breakfast is an English classic. <laughs> True. So there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not complaining. Uh, but we do have to mention with Wine Exchange, uh, we do actually host regular wine tasting nights. It, we do our Wines Day sessions, which is our Wednesday, every second Wednesday, we do a wine tasting there. And we have a different theme every time we do it. So the last one we did was summer wines. We've had female winemakers as a theme. We've had Georgian grapes made in European style. We've had Georgian style, but European grapes. Yep, lots of different. Every single week, what we intend to do with this wine tasting is to provide some new insight into winemaking. 
So whether that be how Georgian grapes are being used, but in a European style, as we said, um, whether that is something more yeah, like how female winemakers here are making a massive impact on the wine scene. Go girls! And, and some a little bit of technical knowledge, but nothing too technical. The sessions are definitely designed for sort of beginners, sort of intermediates, and and also experts who just want to try different wines. So we we always have a pretty diverse selection. If you're going to a regular wine tasting in downtown, what they normally do is like it'll be a tourist wine tasting where they're like, here's a Cazzatelli, here's a Saparavi, here's something else that's amber, that's Georgian wine, thanks for coming. Um, not necessarily, I mean, there's obviously better ones and worse ones, but our goal was to do something a little bit more diverse and a little bit more unexpected. So, you know, we're tasting things like Zalshavi, we're tasting things like Asaratelli Shala, wines that as a tourist coming here for their first week you're probably going to go i have never heard of this what is this not seen it in any wine bars anywhere didn't see it on the restaurant menus i just don't know what this wine is and well but we like to do a bit of a mix so you'll still try cazzatelli at our wine tasting sometimes you'll but you'll also try some rare wines and that's that's what we like yeah keep things Uh, interesting so just head to our facebook page uh it's eat this tours and we have our events listed there and you can just jump on and see what dates we've got them going and see what the theme is for the particular we we do we don't release the themes like so far in advance maybe like a a week or so in advance so it's not like you can be like oh i'm coming in october what's the theme gonna be and we're like we don't know no (laughs) we we, we release them a few weeks in advance so you can take a quick look at the list but yeah go to eat this tours on instagram or on facebook and get the information for our upcoming events yeah so that's wine exchange it's just a little bit outside of the city center because we tried doing something in the city center and it was just always it's always a bit more impractical uh, for expats, but we're happy for tourists and expats to attend and you can jump on the metro and we're a few minutes from uh, Technical University Metro Stop yep. or you can get a taxi out of town. Easy peasy. Easy way. It's not that far. Yeah, not that far. Sabatalo is like the main suburb just outside of uh, Rustavelli in the main sort of city area. So it's really not that far to go. Yeah. All right. So next up, let's talk about Archive. Yes. This place is pretty interesting. Yeah, so you do, if you see like a few like what to do's in Tbilisi, you'll definitely get recommendations to go and visit the wine museum. But the thing you may not know about visiting the wine museum is they have one of Tbilisi's best sommeliers at the wine bar there. Yeah, Jabber is there most nights. I mean, you can always call to check if he's going to be there. Uh, And he really is one of the top sommeliers in Georgia. He's fantastic. They have a splendid selection of wines but splendid they selection. do they have an excellent selection oh, i like quite that. a wide range not as big as like eight thousand vintages or wine exchange which have massive massive ranges of wine yeah but they do still have a pretty big range of wines uh, everything of course has been selected by the sommelier to meet quality standards and uh, yeah they do they've got fantastic wines there but the biggest reason to go there beyond the fact that the wines are going to be fabulous is that it is in a 17th century old cellar that they've recently renovated so this was part of the old caravani, which is the building where they used to bring in imports. So, you know, the Silk Road people would come here. Didn't uh, they used to like park their camels there? Yeah, yeah. So they used to have camels inside the building and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. The full history of that's something we could probably figure out for another episode. But it's still a very interesting building. Upstairs is the wine museum, which is also a really interesting building. And then downstairs, this massive cellar that connects to the river. So they used to have trade coming in on the river and they could load straight into their cellars right next to the river. And this was just basically abandoned for decades. It wasn't being used for anything. And then eventually, just in a few recent years, they have actually fully renovated these cellars. They're still renovating parts of it. Yeah. And they've opened this restaurant in this massive underground cellar area with a celebrity chef currently as well. Uh, They're doing a wine pairing menu, so you can order a food and wine pairing menu there. 
or you can just go in and enjoy some great wines. And there's a really cool thing here. I really love this about Georgia. They also sell the wines as if they're a shop, so you can just go in and buy the wines there if you want to. But one of the coolest things that when we first sort of started going to wine bars in Georgia was they just have all the wine on the shelf. You can just walk around the shelves, pick one up. And what it says on the bottle is the price you pay. I mean, they might add VAT to the top of it or whatever, or service charge. But it's not like if you go to a regular restaurant in London where they'll say, well, yeah, we've got that wine. But if you're sitting here, you're obviously going to pay 100% markup yeah. on the bottle. So you Yeah, can- there's nothing worse than like going into a shop somewhere and seeing like a bottle of wine that you had at a restaurant and it's like half, less than half the price. I mean, we know that's how restaurants work. So it's, crazy, it's, it's not that I'm criticizing restaurants for using that business model. It's totally fine. But I just really like the fact that, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they make their money and keep their restaurant business I working, yeah, I guess. Okay, so, okay, you know, I'll let them that's stay how right they there. do it. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's really cool here. Sure, the prices you'll pay at a restaurant bar for the wine is going to be higher than you'll pay if you go to Wine Exchange or 8,000 Vintages where it's more of a shop. But they still operate this model. It's like you see the wine there and you see the price on the bottle and you pay the price on the bottle and plus any time. it's almost like cellar door prices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they've got a little bit of markup to cover the cost on there. I mean, I think this situation is changing because I've seen so many restaurants now, uh, even the ones that have wines around the restaurant, where I'm looking at the wine prices in the restaurant and going, that's double what I'd pay in wine exchange for this wine, obviously. And it's fine. Like, as I said, I'm not criticizing the fact they have to make money, but I think it's still a cool thing that you can just walk around the restaurant and look at the shelves and pick wines off. It's not like they've got them stacked in a cupboard somewhere in the back with yeah, no prices usually on. Usually you have to like look at a menu and, and not have any sort of visual clues as to what... Because you know what? We're visual people. Sometimes you pick a wine because I like the label. It's not yeah. necessarily because you're not everyone's a wine expert. Most people don't know anything about wine. So you're going to choose it because you're like, that's a pretty label. I like that. Let's give that one a try. And to have the opportunity to walk around and see all the different wines and just pick the one you want rather than just looking at words on a paper. Yeah. Makes a big difference. So archive is nice in this way that they they still offer that option. I don't know how many years they'll keep doing that for because I feel like people are going to start realizing that maybe they can charge more for the wine and not do it that way. But I like the fact that they still do. But they're, I mean, they're really a restaurant. They do great quality food. So they're like high quality restaurant, amazing sort of ambience in this old cellar, a proper professional top level sommelier who will help you choose the wines you want as well as they do some wine tastings there as well. So you can also book a wine tasting, but if you just turn up as like one person by yourself and, and just go, hey, can I do a wine tasting? That might be a little bit more tricky. If you're booking as a small group, uh, then yeah, it should be completely possible. So yeah, I love that place. Great. And it's super, super central. It's right in the middle of the cobbled street area of downtown yep. in like the walking streets. So if you are just uh, hanging around in the tourist area, you can get there very easily. They're a bit hard to find, though. If just, the wa- just find the... It's like just up from the Sioni Cathedral. Yeah, but bit, that's, so. the, that's the entrance where the wine museum is, and they close. Do you have to go... Oh, they do close. When they close in the evening uh, at some point, I don't know what time, and then at that point you have to use oh, the so door on the riverside. Down to the riverside one? They have this, this door down some steps on the riverside with a tiny little plaque on the side that you wouldn't even realise necessarily was a restaurant. If you go through the grounds of the Sioni Cathedral down to the riverside walkway highway... No one's going to know what we're talking about at this point. So anyway, hopefully you find it. That's what we're saying. Take a look on the maps and just just know that there is an entrance for them, whatever it says the pin is for the entrance. Uh, There's one where the wine museum is, and when that's closed, you have to walk around to the river to the other side of the building, and there's some steps that go down. Hope you find it. Fingers crossed. Otherwise, you can call them as you try to find it, and hopefully they could direct you. I'm sure they're used to it now. But, you know, it's interesting because it's like a very exclusive, the fact that you literally can't find the place uh, that easily. So... Yeah, yeah, it's cool. All right. 
Now, another place, small place, but now two locations. They expanded. So for the longest time, this place, it's called Why Not? And very cute name. I mean, I always say that, why not? Why not? I was like, yep. Friday night, why not? Yeah. So they had this tiny little venue, which was across from a uh, wine factory. Which is just sort of the edge of Varke and Vera. This yeah, very a famous area, which place. used to have an amazing wine bar that closed down, which is very sad. But yeah, lot, r- lots of restaurants, lots of different things to choose from in wine factory. But just across the street from that, you've got Wine Not, which was this tiny bar that did... Not only did they have good hosts there to help you find quality wine, but they also would do, um, well, wine tasting, of course, but they'd have jazz nights, they'd have stand-up comedy, lots of different events that would get really packed, like you'd have to sit on the stairs in order or in the window to have a seat. And they've just recently opened up in Gudiashvili Square. So this has recently been renovated by the government. It was old, old area. And they've redone it to look like old as new again sort of thing. So this is a really, really popular square at the moment. For There's still works going on there. So... Like, it hasn't been completely finished. It's mostly done in the main area. Yeah. The outer areas are still having some work done. So, in this area, lots of cool bars and a couple of really great restaurants have moved in. And one of those is Why Not? And they have much more space now, which is wonderful. Yeah. So, it's a little cellar bar there as well. Actually, both of them are like little cellar bars. You walk down the steps to get in, but Mm -hmm. also they have a few outside tables. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just cute. They've always got a good vibe. They've been popular for a few years since they opened the first one. They always have very friendly staff that are helpful. I've heard good things about the food now at the Goodyashvili one. I haven't yeah. tasted it yet, but I have heard very good things about the food there. Nice. All right. Speaking of food, let's move on to another place that's more of a wine restaurant rather than a wine bar. St. Bunny. I love St. Bunny. We went there for drinks for my birthday last year. That was a surprise because I didn't know I was there. This one is also sort of in that Vera area, just up from Rooms, up uh, in that area. This one's very close to Rooms Hotel. This is literally like a two-minute walk from Rooms Hotel. it's hard to find. It's down a back street, up a set of stairs. You'll eventually find a sign. Yeah, it's not very easy to find, but if you look at your GPS and you're like, okay, it's somewhere down this- You'll get there. This sort of car parking area, side street. But because of that, they've actually got quite a large venue there because yep. it's down a back street. So Inside they're not- and outside. Actually, we need to go back now because my birthday's in December. So it was cold and we sat inside. But now the terrace will be open. Yeah. So I love this place. They've got um, the reason they're called St. Bunny is because they have a rabbit menu. Fantastic. So they've got rabbit kinkali and some other dishes, a whole bunch of dishes like rabbit, rabbit dolma. Oh. Like. Oh, yeah. that was delicious. The rabbit dolma was particularly good. The rabbit kinkali was just kinkali with some rabbit in. Could have been any. Yeah. <laughs> could have been any kinkali. I don't know what they were going the for The dolma there. was sensational. That was yeah. really good. The, I mean, all the food was great. The kinkali was just sort of kinkali. It wasn't yeah. like a special kinkali. I don't think using rabbit really helps. I think it's better with pork and beef because it's more succulent and umptuous and juicy, whereas yeah. rabbit doesn't really work for a kinkali filling, I don't think. Yeah. But it's cool that they were giving it a try. But yeah, the rest of the menu is great. They have, once again, they've got this great wine selection that's all laid out on shelves with prices on the wine. So you can literally walk around and browse yourself or you can ask the wine host there to actually tell you what they think you should have. So, yeah, they've got a good selection of everything from artisan wines to a few slightly more commercial wines, but mainly focused on artisan wines. Mm-hmm. It's not anywhere near as big a selection as most of the other places we've talked about today. But it's on the list because I think it's just it's a great location. The food's great and the overall vibe is good. So that's definitely why it's on the list. It's it's a good place to go. Very You'll trendy, have a fun time. very trendy little place. Yeah. They also do some classes there. So they do some kinkali making classes. They do beginner wine tasting classes. They said they were doing dance nights for a while. I don't yeah, know if they still Latin think, dance nights. Yeah, maybe, like maybe. Uh, but also I think on the outside area they have a, a hookah 
bar area That's the only well. thing that I'm like, please get rid of the hookah area. Because if people are coming to taste wine and drink wine, I don't want to be totally smelling hookah the whole time. It totally destroys smells and everything. It really is. Yeah. Tom, the ultimate wine taster, is just yeah, like, I'm like, this stop, is ruining my smell. I can't smell the wine. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, there's a lot of places in Tbilisi that have like mixed, like, yeah, they've got the hookah bar as well as the wine bar and, and restaurant or whatever next yeah. to each other. Seems to be that, that that's obviously a popular thing for, for some people. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, this completely kills it. But fortunately, they're keeping it sort of in the outside area. So if you're sitting inside, we didn't have any issue with the smells coming in. So exactly. That was so all good. yeah, great place, great vibe, great style, great selection, great food. Yep. Yep. Very good. Tick. Yeah. Decent service as well. Cocktails. Also, they have cocktails. Oh, cocktails. So, yeah, really good yes. cocktails. So, yeah, if you don't just want to drink wine or half your group wants to drink wine and the others don't, uh, they do Kinkali classes for tourists. They do wine tasting sessions for tourists as well. So, yeah, it's not just to go in and eat and choose a bottle. You can actually do a, a tasting of a few wines. But that's that's sort of more the introductory place, as we were saying. Uh, some places do just the basics. Here's a cat's telly. Here's a saparavi. Uh, and then we're doing the sort of more complex wine tasting introductions, uh, what we're doing with our wine tastings. All right. So next up, probably the place with the smallest selection of wine on the list. Their own selection. Their own selection. Uh, this is Karalashvili Wine Cellar which is sort of right in the heart of downtown as well, but just out of the Medan central tourist area, but just a little bit up still within the city walls. This place is pretty interesting because it's an old cellar that's at least 100 years old, maybe uh, quite a bit older than that. I'm not sure if they've had it properly dated or not, but it's a genuine old old stone cellar and it's great. Yeah, so it's lovely ambience inside. It's a family-run place, so there'll always be like someone from the family, whether it's their cousin, brother, or whatever. Someone from the family is there. And they're selling their own wines. Uh, they've got a selection of sort of five or six or a few more wines. Depends yeah. depends on the day and the season and what they've got. And in this stock. family have been making wine since 1396. So it's an old established family of winemakers. Yeah, very interesting. I'd love to get the full story on that because we haven't really got time for that today. But I'd be interested to know exactly how all of that came about and how they've got the family tree or anything or whatever's going on. How they on. survived the Soviet occupation. And yeah. All that sort of I mean, stuff. maybe there was a break in the middle. Who knows? But I mean, so many winemaking families here, because everyone was a winemaking family, if yeah. you can trace your ancestry, you can pretty much assume that you also were making wine the whole time. Yeah. You could say, well, actually, oh, we've been making wine since uh, 500 BC because we could prove our ancestry back then, but you probably can't because yeah. it's pretty hard to prove ancestry that far back. And, you know, little fun fact, we love this wine cellar so much, we actually had our wedding photos there in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute photos. Very cool photos. So, yeah, great place to go. And their main focus is on wine tasting. Just come and taste their wines, you know. So, they'll have a selection. You can do three wines. You could do five wines. I think they might be doing a seven wine one yep. occasionally as and well. And then you can have snacks as well. I think they do like yeah, European cheese boards and things. That sort of stuff. Yeah, it's not a full food place. So, yeah, as a wine bar, it's more of just a wine cellar. It's not really a wine bar as such. They don't have a big selection, but it's wonderful. Great place to go. Now, speaking of small places, one more on our sort of main list here that's pretty small, but is sort of just a wine bar as well. Just about more of a wine shop. This is Pet Nat Wine Shop, which is actually opposite Rooms Hotel. So it's very easy to find. It is by far the smallest wine bar I've ever been into in my life. Yeah, it is tiny. There is one small table in the middle, which has enough room for about six to eight people. And then you're surrounded by wine on every shelf outside. And quite often what you see is there's just people sitting on the steps outside having a glass of wine just outside the wine bar because it really is that small. So, yeah, it's like a wine shop that has a table that you can just buy a wine and sit down and drink it right there if you want. We have done that ourselves. But uh, it's the person who runs it, she's got a great knowledge of, well, because it's called Pet Nat, obviously they stock Pet Nats. They have 
probably, well, they at least think they've got the largest selection of pet nuts in Georgia. And when I went through their selection in the shop, I was like, you, yeah, they genuinely have managed to pull out some really unusual, interesting artisan pet nuts, as well as some of the more well-known ones. Tom, for those who don't know, just a real quick, 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 quick description on what a pet nut is. I think most people have heard of this now, but maybe they don't know how it's made. I think pet nut seems to have this revolution going on, the renaissance of pet nut. Uh, This is actually the original style of sparkling wine. So from the 16th century in France, they accidentally discovered that um, they sealed a bottle of wine at the end of the autumn when they'd fermented the wine. It was obviously stored in quite a cold temperature. And when the temperature warmed up a little bit in the spring, it started fermenting again inside the bottle. And so when they opened the bottle, it was fizzy. And that was pretty much it. That was long before the champagne method, when they, which is a much more complicated method than, of course, a lot of sparkling wines are made in the champagne method now. But this is like the original style, and it seems to have just come back in fashion a lot. It's just much simpler to make, because uh, literally it's just a matter of corking the wine or before it finishes fermenting, so that some natural gas remains in the wine. Yeah. So, yeah. Lovely, tasty, refreshing. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And easy, so much easier to make that it means that a lot of small winemakers can make this, whereas champagne method's quite a lot of work and you need some special machinery for freezing the neck of the bottle and stuff like that. So, yeah, great, great stuff. And the wine shop itself just, it has a good selection of still wines as well. It's not just Pet Nap. Yep. But they do have a really fantastic selection of sparklings. So, yeah, uh, even if you're just popping in to find an interesting bottle and not really staying there to hang out. But if you do want yeah. to hang out, then uh, but the, yeah, the, the owner's really friendly and she'll have a chat with you. And will help you find a great pet nat to take on your way. All right. A few more small ones to mention uh, as we get towards the end of this episode. I want to mention Red and Wine. This is on a side street just next to Radisson Hotel. So if you're staying at the main Radisson Iveria, then it's just like a two minute walk from there. This is definitely a sort of rough and ready home rustic sort of downstairs cellar place. So you're, you're not getting like four star craziness going on here. It's just genuine, authentic, really nice wine host who speaks English. They have a fireplace inside the cellar where they actually cook like ochakuri and other dishes on the fireplace, which is like the home style thing. If you go out to the countryside and they've got a fireplace and you're there in the winter, maybe you quite often have the local families will cook directly on the fireplace under the chimney. So they're doing that right in the heart of the city, which is very cool. Not a massive selection of wine, but a good selection of wine. So yeah, he's sort of curated a nice smaller list of stuff that he thinks is great. And and I think his selection is really good. Uh, Yeah, they do stuff on a Tuesday. Normally, if you pop in on a Tuesday, uh, you'll probably find a few other people in there, maybe some foreigners as well, who you can meet and talk about wine or just pop in there anytime because they're friendly hosts. Uh, Another one to mention, uh, this one, we haven't actually been to their their Tbilisi location yet, but we've been to their Chateau in Kaketi many times and had food and wine there, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mosmieri Tapas, they were closed during COVID and they're reopened now, which is great. And we've been meaning to go and actually try the Tapas and see how it pairs with their different wines. We're coming, guys. We are going to go. But they're mainly focused on their own wines, of which they have quite a large range of wines. uh, I think sort of like eight or ten wines at least. Yeah. Uh, of their own styles. All very, th- all very good wines. Yeah, lots of they, very they good, have wines. good wines. So yeah. they've got some excellent aged Saparavi. They've got a really wonderful Saparavi rose that's a very dark rose oh, made from Saparavi, yeah. which I love. That's it's one of my wine. favorite roses in Georgia. Yep. Amazing. And yeah, so you can go to their wine bar to taste those wines uh, along with various tapas. And it's right in the heart of downtown. So yeah, once again, that's like, it's very near the wine museum. It's just on the cobbled street, uh, the cobbled walking street. So it's super convenient location to go see them. Uh, another one that I think is really fun is called Vino Ground. This is a small cellar. Maybe you can fit about 20 or 30 people in there if you want to squeeze in a bit. 
and do a, a quick wine tasting or a long wine tasting. They actually offer a wine tasting of 10 wines. Woo! So they've always got a lot of bottles open. They're right on King Erectly 2 Street, which is also sort of part of the main sort of walking street area, but a little further up towards the Peace Bridge. And it's just this corner wine bar, but because it's on this quite touristy restaurant street, you might sort of look at it and assume it's just going to be touristy, uh, which, I mean, I suppose it is. It's mostly tourists that go there, but the owners are great, really charismatic, really helpful with the wines, and you'll taste sort of a mix of things from artisan wines to more commercial wines. And pretty much they'll just start pouring you stuff. You walk in, they'll just start (laughs) pouring stuff. And you'll be like, okay, what's going on? Some of it's free. Some of it's they're going to sort of say, okay, right, let's do an actual tasting. It's going to cost this much. Maybe you can book in advance. But yeah, they're, I mean, they don't, if you're a single person, they'll probably help you out as well. But yeah. obviously if you've got a few people, then that, that works better for them. But they've got a nice little outside area outside the cellar, right on that busy restaurant street. So if you just want that ambience of the restaurant street, but without going to one of the very touristy restaurants, this is a really good place to go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Just a few minutes walk outside of the center of downtown. Uh, yeah, great. Uh, one more. I wanted to mention, this is like a bonus one, uh, Wine Effect in Varke. It's the only one from this list that I, well, we said Mosmieri, we haven't been to their current new location. But uh, we, yeah, we know But we know their wines very wines, well and their yeah. food, obviously, in Karketi is fantastic. And we, we go to that place quite often in Karketi. Uh, but this one's totally new for us, but I thought it looked great. Uh, the owners seemed really helpful when we called them. Uh, wine Effect in Varke. Uh, I, they've got a little outside courtyard area. They've got an indoor area. They seem to have a really good selection of wines. Uh, I think that's it's going to be a great place. I've been looking forward to going to there. So if you haven't been there yet, go there. Uh, because the only other one on our entire list that's in Varke was uh, 8,000 Vintages. And Varke's- Oh, you know who we didn't mention? Yeah. Givino. Givino also- They just opened up in the Pullman Also towers. in Varke. So yeah, Givino. Access they're, Towers. They're also a tapas and wine-focused- I really love the way that Givino do their menu. So what they do is instead of going, this is an amber, this is a red, this is a white, they do like, this is an expressive light type of wine. And then they'll have a list of like 10 wines that are expressive and light. And then like, this is a bold, heavy, tannic sort of wine. And they've got a list of like 10, 20 wines. Because the problem is that you might buy an amber. Amber is a very complicated wine to understand because you can go from everything that's so close to a white wine that you might think it's a white wine all the way through to it's so heavy that you'd close your eyes and go, this must be a red wine, right? Yeah. This must be a pretty heavy red wine. Uh, so you can, if you've just got a list of wine that says amber wines, you're going to look at that list and go, hey, well, I'll just order this one. That sounds interesting. And get it and go, that was not what I was expecting it to be. I thought that would be like a heavy tannic Carcadian wine. And it turns out to be this really light and fruity and bright Carcadian wine. Yeah. So you just, yeah, you don't know what you're getting. But with this sort of explanation instead, which they're not the only place doing this. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're unique in this. This has been done internationally in a lot of wine bars. Uh, they're just one of the few in Georgia that I've seen that's doing it that way. And I think it's a really good way to help people who don't know exactly what wine they're buying, aren't familiar with the style and aren't familiar with the winemakers yet, Definitely. Uh, to, to get the sort of wine that they're going to enjoy based on what their, their tastes and preferences are. And we actually met the owners at the Zero Compromise Wine Festival this year, and they've actually branched out from being restaurant owners to being winemakers. Yep. And uh, so they're and making their own wines. wines. They were doing for for their first vintage. Good job, guys. Really yeah. good job. So they're actually stocking them at Givino that, so you can go and taste some of the, the owner's own wines that they're uh, making. And yeah, they're doing a good job. Yeah. Manavi Wines, I believe, is their brand name now for those, those wines. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pretty much everything I tasted from their selection, I was like, wow, okay, cool. you've nailed it. It's It's both classic, but also a little bit fresh and new. They've managed to integrate some modern style with the, the traditional Karkadian method as well. 
I yeah, loved it. Loved it. So that's uh, that's quite a lot of wine that's bars, I guess. That's a pretty did, substantial list. Uh, we're going to keep anything? you very drunk think- during your time in Tbilisi, so you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, this is a fraction of the amount of wine bars around Tbilisi as well. There's lots. These are just some of our favorites. There's loads of places that, you know, they're just in downtown and you can just walk in uh, and, you know, they'll have like wine tasting written outside. The problem is with these is that the quality really varies as to what you're you're going to get. I haven't really tasted that many of the very obviously touristy ones, and I sort of recommend to everybody step a little bit off the main street uh, and go and find something from our list or go and find something different that's on a side street. There's a few in downtown that I haven't been to yet that I, I'm pretty sure are going to be great, but they haven't made the list because uh, we haven't been there as well. Uh, but there's a whole bunch where it's just basically some shop that's selling commercial wines, and they'll be like, come in, come in, and there's like free wine tasting written on a sign yeah. on a piece of cardboard you don't outside. You're standing there drinking Mildiani. Yeah, which also- is fine. There's some good Mildiani, but they're not that's necessarily going to give you that for free. They're probably no. going to give you the cheapest Mildiani for free. And then sell you a bottle of, of average wine. There's also been some there's some family ones that they have the wine tasting and you go there the, the wines are a little rough around the edges too. That's a little, yeah, yeah. The there's a few wines. places where it's like, come and drink my homemade wine. And you're like, yeah, yeah. this is yeah, a bit, bit dodgy. Yeah. So, yeah, choosing a wine bar that's sort of a little bit more established and well-known. Uh, that has a sort of good mix of artisan wines and, and a good wine host that can help ones. you choose yeah. the right wine. Yeah, I think that makes a huge difference because, yeah. yeah, if someone's in a souvenir shop, which often these places are, I've seen a few. There's a few in Old Town where it's it's a souvenir shop that's selling wine and selling other gifts, and there's just someone in there who's the basically the cashier yeah. pouring some wine for you. Uh, if that's the place you're walking past but, and you're actually serious about wine rather than just someone who's walking around going, free wine, great. I don't care if it's good. Oh, but if, if you're slightly interested to see what great Georgian wine is like, then definitely don't choose those places as your first port of call because it's a, it's a little bit unfair on, on Georgian wine to, to just stick with those sorts of things. So, yeah, hopefully some great things from the list here that uh, you've managed to make a mental note of. If not, there is an article, isn't there? Yes, we do have a full article on this that you can go and check out. And, uh, you know, now that this episode is out, I will embed it into the article as well. So it's foodfuntravel.com slash Tbilisi wine tasting. With hyphens in between each words, I'm guessing. Yeah, with hyphens. Tbilisi hyphen wine hyphen tasting. Nice. All right. Yeah, lots of places. Uh, As we said Tbilisi is sort of like the epicenter of wine bars now. It's one of those interesting changes that happened when we came in 2016. 8,000 Vintages was one of the only places that was really a proper wine bar. Mm-hmm. Other places, as I said, were just like shops that had a bit of wine that got you to come in for free wine tasting in the old town or restaurants that had a reasonably good wine list and that sort of thing. But the artisan wine scene has exploded. And along with that trend, wine bar scene has also exploded in order to host these wines and uh, help people explore these wines. So it's great. I love it. It's We're out all the time going to different places to drink wine. And of course, as I said, we're out at Wine Exchange every second Wednesday doing our wine tasting, which I host uh, along with Zaza, the sommelier there, who's uh, we've known since 2016. And he does a fantastic job of stocking a really diverse selection yeah. and helping me uh, be introduced to some new wines because he's constantly there, constantly having winemakers bring him new wines Uh, And he's always saying, Tom, try this, try this, try this, try this. You're going to like this. Well, I mean, Zaza does his own wine tasting on Saturdays afternoons as well. So he finds... Most Saturdays. So yeah, always call in advance to check. Yeah, winemakers bring in their wines for his wine tasting on the Saturdays. And then the next Wednesday comes along and Zaza's got, I got a wine for you. (laughs) Well, I'm normally at the wine tasting on Saturdays as well. So uh, I've... I've tasted those, but I mean, he's, there's so many wines. This is the thing. There are so many wines and there's so many new winemakers starting up 
that you just can't keep up. Even if you're drinking wine every single day and trying like 10 wines a day, you are never going to get through all of the selection. So it's the only way to do it is to go and have a few sips of wine, because if you're opening 10 bottles, it's going to be a bit too much for anyone, isn't it? So the wine bars are good for